I don't hate LeBron. I just can't stand his fans. Like his fans are right. annoying. Like 100%. annoying is shit. You're a Bron sexual though, Pete. You know how you know. No, you, no I know you. You're definitely I'm a LeBron fan sexual. of LeBron, but I no, hate his no. fans. Stop it, because you you said some shit like a few weeks ago. They got to hear it, right? Because I wasn't on the what? show. I heard it. Oh, what? Besides besides the Kyrie shot, what did Kyrie do? He averaged twenty eight. He averaged twenty nine. Listen, let, listen. Let, no, 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 no. You're a Kyrie sexual. I'm not a Kyrie sexual. I'm yes, a you realist. Are. I no, am you a realist. Are Kyrie sexual. I am a realist. We're not gonna do. Yeah. 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 Mr. Brian Windhorse, now I'm getting a lot of his videos. What is this about? Like, I don't know. I don't like, know. I don't even I don't like know. Brian Windhorse. Like, I don't, I don't, I I don't a, care for Brian Windhorse either. But he literally he's became number, a big media personality because of LeBron's of emergency. LeBron James. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I, start, I first started hearing about his fat ass in 2002. Like, <laughs> like, who are you guys? Covering LeBron in high school. And like, I have to say that is? Brian Windhorse is probably not a bad, probably not a good journalist. He probably was a good journalist before this. But he didn't become like no, I did not see this man all over the TV screens until LeBron James. For the record, I'm not body shaming. I don't care if he's fat. He just he's just fat. I mean, there's nothing else I can say about it. So he's good for that. And 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 bringing up LeBron information, like we want to hear that. Aside from Pete, I can care less. That's, that's every time there was breaking it. news about LeBron James. Like now we go to Brian Windhorst, and I'm like, oh god, why? Why we gotta go to him? But welcome back to episode 95 of the Year Sports Show. I'm your host, Big Baby, aka the Soul of R&B. Can't say my last name because Matt didn't like it last week, so I ain't gonna say it. No, that's cool. I, I just, I just, I just said where it came from. That's I didn't. I don't have a problem with that at all. What's up? You're shout, my boy. Shout out to Katie. Shout out to Suplex Sparrow. Sparrow was just on um on Channel 11 um this week. So shout shout out to him. My man's doing big things. PIX, bro. Yeah, my man Sparrow's doing big things. Uh shout out to Katie and Russell Zone and and um, we gotta talk Suplex Sparrow. Yeah, we gotta definitely talk. gotta talk to I, Sparrow. I, I, um yeah. let me tell you something about this man. This man be having me in tears every week. Every every um Tuesday at seven p.m. Check out. I'm trying to I'm trying to get on it. And news. Hit yeah, him I'm up. Trying to get on it. Hit him up. Hit him up. I got I got some shit to talk about. You know <laughs> I can't just keep giving <laughs> Pete and Tavia the smoke. I mean, you know oh I like gosh. to talk about wrestling but sometimes. They won't let me talk about AEW on here. They won't let me. Do anyway, it. anyway, he don't want that. Anyway, anyways. To my right, we have BK Matt. Rosewater. No, and to my bottom, the bottom of the pyramid, we have that Rosetta Stone uh, is working we, for us. Oh, oh man, yeah, we, <laughs> we gotta remove Pete from the show. <laughs> Pete Rosado, he's not my man. Is just he's not the voice of a generation no more. He, he's the, the the voice. You you know what? You are. Brian Scalabrini's Brian Windhorse. 
Yeah. I'm the voice of the voiceless. Oh gosh. <laughs> Facts. That's yes. a fact. That, um, yeah, says, that's how Brooklyn niggas um, send an invite. We gotta talk. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> how the invite goes. And then I gotta go. Well, I, I gotta, gotta get on the outside. That's to a fight. My man says, "Fuck them niggas Sparrow. there." Sparrow, but, you, you ain't even hear the worst of it, bro. You gotta put me on, bro. You gotta put me on. Man, I'm Brooklyn ready. Dude um, says, if a Brooklyn dude says, "Yo, can we talk outside?" That's an invitation to a fight right there. Nah, suck my nah. dick means we we want to fight. That's what that means. Yikes, bro! Yo, I was supposed to that. Oh man, you my know bad. what? You you deal with Tay. I'm not ready to let up. You deal with Tay. What? Shouts to and uh, yeah, shouts to the like queen. Y'all yeah, taking liberties today, <laughs> but shout out, well, shout, enjoy it. shout out to the queen who is off on international assignment. We can't wait to have her back here next week for episode 96. I'm sure she has a lot to say, especially, especially, especially about um, the ending of pick five this year, where we have <laughs> the, the once in a lifetime again for the second time. <laughs> Rock versus Cena. Part seven. Oh, part seven. Now, nah, uh, Tavia and Matt are tied again uh, for the, the winner's of the pick five. Um I refuse. I guess I'll get the one. We will not be doing um we will not be doing a um a trivia because I'm going back to the tape. Some of those questions I wouldn't have known either. So exactly (laughs) I wouldn't have guessed I wouldn't have guessed Jack Tunney either. And Tavia said the same thing. I wasn't even alive during Jack Tunney. (laughs) I was you like 50. You old and never mind. We ain't even gonna do that. You sure you ain't double ARP with, with, with homie? You you watch your tongue. I'm 34. Watch I, I had I had Facebook lit. I had Facebook lit. You you also so, was in Facebook jail, so I still right. am <laughs> in Facebook jail. I got like four more days. They yeah, putting all my more. posts at the bottom. Yeah, four more days to get out of Facebook penitentiary, bro. Uh, this parole ain't even right, bro. I got a, I got a time that I got to get home. The Salisbury mm-hmm. State don't look like Salisbury State. It's just not. It's not. It's, I don't. I hate it here. I hate it here. He ain't even got no honey buns. I feel like I'm in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. It's just sad. You know what? <laughs> hey, the the Bronx is a bit wild right now. I I know why, but I ain't gonna mention it on the show. But um. Before we start, shouts to the entire Jabba Tears Network. Um, we just had a viewing party today at um, a little bit uh, and a little bit before we started. So shouts to them. Shout, huh? No. I, I Where are you at? At work. Yeah, work. I had work. We will talk about where I'm at after the show. So I'm about to say it looks very clear over there. It's super clear. Damn, my, my guy like my uh, like my house not clear. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. I just I know when you're home you got no, to go one today. We were supposed to choose we were supposed we supposed to do violence together. What are you talking about, bro? Come on. I'm, Why I'm, you I'm, at so, me? I'm, bro, I'm, I'm just saying like I'm, I'm a, you know what? I'm, 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 I'm a cheat, you know what I'm doing? I'm gonna choose violence today. That 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 I didn't even do nothing. I just asked the I can't even ask a question. It's, it's, I'm starting mm-hmm. to hate it here too. This is what this is. Oh, you oh you you starting to hate it here, huh? 
But your prison. Shout out to, to the Jabba Tears Network, of course. Jabba Tears Shout podcast. out to Wilkins. Shout out to Sir Wilkins, who um, just got a deal with Spotify to um, do some amazing things during WrestleMania weekend. Him with um, Alex, Queen of the Ring. So shout out to them. Um, they yeah, shout out to. They already went live at 12 o'clock. So, oh, yeah. shout um, outs to Sazone uh, Talk, Sazone Sessions. Uh, with man, and shout outs to Sazone Talk with um, Janelle. Shout outs to Two and a Half Bros. Um, with Law and, and Roro. Shout outs to Izzy, who does the Twitter. Shout outs to the entire Jabba Tips Network. Um, and shout outs to, you know, everybody who supports us. And uh, one last shout out. There is a fight going on in the Yonkers today. Um, it is at the Grand Roosevelt Ballroom, 2 Hudson Street in Yonkers, New York. Um, heavy, for the Heavyweight Freedom USA Championship, Ryan Batchel of Hellfish MMA in Pennsylvania will face Keegan Sampson of Ultimate Fitness Colorado. Um, doors open at 6 tonight. Uh, first fight is at 7 p.m. Tickets, uh, $60 standing room only. Oh, well, standing room, $70 general admission, $90. For ringside, $130 VIP. You can get the tickets from uh, Freedom Fighter Promotions at gmail.com or um, look it up online. But um, shout out to Keegan Sampson. Um, he watches the show. He's a friend of the show. So I wanted to give him that shout out. So I, I, let, was, I was searching Elfish. I, I didn't even know that was a spot. Where is that at? It's, it's an um, MMA gym. So, Surfish. Um, all right, Crab so legs. the first one of the day. All right, so <laughs> let's start. <laughs> let's start the show. Uh, you know what? There would be no quick hits. There would be no um, smoke section because we're just going to be on one this whole show about everything. <laughs> I, I, I'm letting, letting the, the leashes go. Just, uh, I, I know I'm going to regret saying that, but let's get right into today's topics right now. Pete, I'm going to let you kick this off. Coach K is out here being the mafia boss that he is. What did um, What's the, the next thing that just came out of the Carolinas? Well, uh, Ian O'Connor is writing, working on a book which should be released this year called Coach K, The Rise and Reign of Mike Krzyzewski, going over the 42 seasons um, and five national championships of Coach K at Duke. But the big story that broke this week was a little bit of an awkward conversation that Mike Krzyzewski had with his former Blue Devil star, Tommy Amaker, who's also the coach at Harvard. Uh, so everybody knows this is Coach K's final season at Duke. Uh, but last year, he publicly announced that he was going to retire um, this year. And he handpicked John Shire to be his uh, coach in waiting. John Shire played for Coach K from 2006 to 2010, a star player at Duke during those years. And he has been an associate head coach from 2018 and an assistant coach since 2013. Now, everybody thought that was fine and dandy until this past week when it was revealed that, in fact, Vincent Price, the university president at Duke, actually wanted Tommy Amaker, the head coach at Harvard and former Duke point guard from 1982 to 1987, to actually become the new head coach. Now, Not Tommy Amaker. That's not the same thing. 
I thought it was Tommy last year. Amerker, Tommy Amerker was an assistant coach uh, at Duke from for nine years, then took the head coaching job at Seton Hall, went on to Michigan, and has been at Harvard since 2007. Um, so everybody must be wondering, how the hell is John Shire going to be the next head coach at Duke when the university president obviously wanted Tommy Amaker? Well, there was a phone call that happened between Mike Krzyzewski and his former star player where he told him that if he were to come back to Duke, he'd have to be an assistant for a year, which would then require them to fire an assistant off the bench and that that would create an awkward dynamic with Shire. A Duke source said, quote, Mike had to explain to Tommy why he couldn't be the guy. He can be Don Corleone when he needs to be. Uh, and eventually, Amaker, uh, Tommy Amaker decided to not take the job at Duke, and that's when John Shire was announced as the successor uh, to Coach K. But, you know, Tommy Amaker says that Coach K is his mentor and one of his idols. Obviously, you were a star player at Duke for your four seasons there. You know, to get told, hey, I don't want you to be the guy, had to be a bit heartbreaking. And uh, one of the other stories that came out around this entire conversation was that essentially Coach K would retain a bit more influence with John Shire as the head coach versus Tommy Amaker. John Shire only being in his uh, mid-30s would be one of the youngest coaches in college basketball. And Coach K would almost have this kind of coach emeritus position and still have a lot of influence over Duke basketball versus someone like Tommy Amaker who has a resume, a solid resume of his own, having been a head coach at three different schools. Um, you, you know, you may not have as much influence with Tommy as you would with John Shire. So, you know, the, the, the good guy image of coach K took a bit of a hit this week. He was a good guy. What was he a good guy? Coach K has always never really been. You never really hear a lot of controversy coming around with Coach K's name. It's white privilege. Wow. What? Duke has yeah. been like a monster franchise. Like I'm saying, franchise, and they really a coach, uh, like a college, but they've been like a monster franchise forever. And and he's pretty much been at the helm of that. So I mean, it's like you ever like you look at like. How do I put it? It's like mob bosses of, of of sports. He's that for college basketball. So I mean, he's he's like Bill Belichick of college basketball. Like you saw how Bill Belichick could 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 drop the dime on somebody <laughs> without trying it, and nobody thought twice about it. You see how he can just throw his star quarterback under the bus and nobody blink an eye. Come on, <laughs> like think Kate. Coach K has both of his daughters work at Duke. I think one of his son-in-laws or both of his son-in-laws work at Duke. Um, and his like son at all. and his son <laughs> plays for, and his son plays on the team. <laughs> I wonder how that scholarship happened. I wonder, I wonder how good he really was for him to, to be on, on Coach K team. Not saying that uh, there's there's no nepotism, but I don't even know. What that I am means. saying there is some nepotism. So, Pete, what does that mean? So basically, like when you, hire, when you hire your family, preferential treatment to family members or friends, things like that. So, for example, if I ran a company and I hired Dre to be the C, a, a CFO and you to be a you know a CF uh, CEO or whatever, you know, oh, people okay. nepotism because it's just like. Oh, you're okay. hiring them just because they're your friends or your family. 
That's a hookup. Yeah. That's what I got out of that. It's just a hookup. Right. Well, I mean, right side is substantial yeah, power that goes to also show the substantial power that like Coach K has at Duke because, you know, when essentially the university president, the person who runs the entire school, says, hey, I want to do this. But then Coach K says, now nah, we doing this. Well, doesn't you know, he run the? Doesn't he run the the like the division or like the, I mean the, the athletic division in, in in that school? No, that would be the, that would be the AD, the athletic the director. Athletic director. The athletic Coach K does everything basketball related except the women's stuff. But you would assume that Coach K probably is more influential than the AD themselves. Pretty right. much, that's what I'm saying. Mafia shit. But so Matt like- said it. Matt said it. Uh, we we never. Like Coach K is regarded as one of the best coaches of all time, college, NBA sports in general. Um, but this is an this is an example of white privilege. The black man who was up for the job that the school wanted had to be talked down for by somebody he looked up to, so that his white assistant can get the job. And basically giving them a bullshit excuse. Oh, well, you know, you're going to ruffle some feathers if you take the job. I don't know if you want to do that. I don't know if that's going to be good for you. Man, fuck that. Fuck Coke like, K. Like, like, yeah, like, we spo- like, we sponsored by Gatorade. You cannot have no Kool-Aid here. That's pretty much what I'm Imagine being on the other end basically. of that. Imagine being, <laughs> I mean, imagine being Tommy Amaker and getting that call. I'd be mad as hell. I don't think Tommy Anika is hood, so I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, he probably got his feelings hurt. Even if he's hood or not, you know, he's probably just like, all right, bet. Because the information came out. He had to tell somebody he needed to let somebody know. How do we know that it came out from him? Who else would it came out of? Coach K? There could be people that are in power or, or, or in the know in that area that released that. Again, this is a real, real inopportune time for a lot of this thing, especially for for you know for black coaches mm-hmm. or black uh, athletes Absolutely. or just black people in general. So there's a lot of how can I say it? There's a lot of bravery with a lot of this racism, mm-hmm. <laughs> this system, the yeah. systemic racism that is out there. Donald Trump is the head of that. Like he made it out in the open, and people just don't give a damn no more. So I mean. There's not much to hide. And even if they and, and so they just tell it out, they put it out in the open. What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen to Coach K? Not a damn thing. Nothing's gonna happen to him. I don't know, bro. That that was wrong or right. What's gonna happen to him? What could they do to him? They can't do a Nothing. damn thing. Coach K is about to damn retire. What, what are you gonna exactly. do? Exactly. What are you gonna take his banners? Like you can't because it had nothing yeah. to do with the, the game on the court. But now Coach K is gonna be looked at with the side eye, like, bro. Really? No, he's not. No, he's not. Like, I mean, all the black people who like Coach K is going to be the ones that are like, hmm. Who, Grant Hill? But he loves he's not the only black person who likes <laughs> Coach K. But what I'm saying is Coach K, Coach K is not going to take funny. He should say like, Matt, why? Matt, why? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? Shoot. Who, Kyrie Irving? This is what happens when I don't sleep. I told y'all. Y'all, y'all, y'all set yourself up for this. That's what this happened. No, you set yourself up for, for this for not sleeping. But uh, any final words on this topic before we move on? I know I'm definitely going to read the book. book comes out February 22nd. Um, 
Just give yeah, me the I'm word. I definitely want to read this because this is definitely – I mean, the man's been the head coach at Duke for 42 years. I know he's been there since the first brick. The man – no, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had Jesus on the practice squad, bro. Like, exactly. Think about you it. You know, like – and the man's 75 years old and don't look 75, first of all. I forgot mafia, boy name. Mafia is crazy. I forgot man. boy name that was on the dream team. That was like his golden child. What was his name? Um, the one that shouldn't have been there. Christian Leitner. Yeah. Christian Leitner was Christian Leitner was nice. Was in trash. College, but he was trash. I, I said in college, <laughs> in college. In college. He was nice. In was college. Trash. In the NBA. Boy. boy. Flip. Flip, the, up, flip. the upgrade of him was Jimmer. Remember him? <laughs> yeah, that was the upgrade for him. At least Jimmer turned it on in China. Christian Leitner couldn't do nothing nowhere. So I, I, I lost track of him after after the dream team. Christian Leitner it was like a poor man's Bill Lambert. I that hurt. I like Lambert. No, I love Lambert. I ain't gonna hold you. I love Lambert. Lambert <laughs> remind me of. Uh, you ever seen the show Rules of Engagement? Mm-hmm. He's like the guy on Rules of Engagement, like the one that's like, like he's an asshole, but <laughs> like, but that guy is hilarious. I'm not gonna hold you. Yeah, like, that's what Bill Lambert remind me of. No, the one, the one that was the one that was the upgrade. I mean, he didn't play for Duke, obviously, but the one that was the upgrade was Adam Morrison. I liked Adam Morrison. He just got Adam hurt Morrison. a lot. Adam Morrison was garbage in the league too. Right, he got hurt. <laughs> After, okay, after he, so it was Greg Oden. Greg Oden was nice too, and he got hurt too. No, I'm just saying, Greg Oden, Greg Oden, and 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 Adam Morrison are like their story started when they got injured. So it was like when they got into the league, that was it. They were play. They're like Zion right now. Adam Morrison's story started when he got drafted to the Bobcats, and then everyone was like, "Yo, you could have got somebody else. You picked Adam Morrison player." Well, they had Okafor. You could have picked somebody else when you picked Adam Morrison. Adam, like, see, that's the thing. When you think about Adam Morrison's career at Gonzaga, he was incredible at Gonzaga. Jimmer Fredette was incredible at Duke. It's the My same one I was at uh, Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen's another one. Was incredible in his time at Duke. Grayson Allen's making a little bit of noise as a role player in the NBA, though. Right. He's finally fitting that role. But you get a lot of the a lot of these players who are Sometimes star players, like and what I've noticed is those institutional star players that are there sometimes two, three, four, five years, you know, you, yeah, back in the day, you know, Pat stayed, Ewing stayed four years, you know, uh, Morning stayed four years. All of them stayed at that time because that was that was the culture of the of college ball. You know, maybe you, only- if Ewing would have stayed one more year, he probably would have dunked the ball. But right, you know, you get UCLA, UCLA, who literally went from having Kareem to having Bill Walton for eight years. You know the bullshit he wrote, he, he said the other day. What did Pat Ewing say? Said okay. something like, "Oh, if he would have played in this time, he would have been the Mike Jordan of the league, or some some crap." Like you want, you want, you want to hear something even funnier? What? Ashley, um, Ashley had a spaces. Shout out to Ashley. She had a spaces on Twitter. And somebody said, and I quote, Bill Russell equals Draymond Green. Uh, 
All right, big shout out to the Jabba Tears podcast. <laughs> it's Home Talk, the entire Jabba Tears network. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 let's decipher that. Let's on that one. No, let's decipher that. Might have a point. Excuse Coach. me? No, 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 no. Hear me out. Coach player. Coach player. He's a, he's a player right, coach. Let him talk to, yeah. What? Whoever said that, I understand what you meant. I don't agree with it. But that's so y'all just gonna leave. You know what, Pete? I get on you and your porn mustache. You ain't got to do that. I got what they were saying. Like, it's probably mean like play a coach. That's probably what he meant. I'm not saying as far as skill because hell no. No, he, they meant skill. Oh, then yeah. You, no, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even mean play. I thought. Coach I either. think he probably what Draymond is like a coach on the floor. No, there's yes. only one player coach no, no, in this no, no, league, no. and that's Udonis Haslam. No, no, he is a player coach. <laughs> He's no. literally getting a player salary to be a coach. He's an enforcer. That's all he is. He's like the Charles. He's like what Joe, like he he did what Jawan Howard was doing for a little bit on the on the Heat. No, like, but on. moving moving on. Ooh, that my, made my head hurt when that. I mean, Ewing, glad, Ewing, Ewing would be good in this no. league. Don't say no. Michael Jordan though. No, no, he's not, he's not going to be a Michael Jordan. Ewing would definitely be a dominant player in today's league. Ewing would probably be playing power forward or center. Um, probably not a, an everyday center, though. Um, earlier in the league, earlier in his career, he would have been incredible. We're talking young Ewing, absolutely incredible in today's NBA with today's rules. What, what would have held Ewing back is the fact that Ewing doesn't have a three-point shot. And today's no, NBA is always is, fucking hurt. That's what held him back. Boy, you worse know, than freaking – he's worse than Anthony Davis. The, now, now speaking of Anthony worse than that. Speaking nobody. of street clothes, Anthony Davis, Allegedly. my man's – my man's, again, this man does not drink milk because snap, crackle, pot goes at ankle, and there goes Anthony Davis' season, I'm assuming. so. Nah, that's for no. six weeks. There goes his season because and, um, here's why I say that. <laughs> here's what I say. <laughs> the, Lakers, the Lakers will make the playoffs, right? <laughs> no, the fuck they won't. Stop. You gotta no, stop no, no, lying. No. The no. Lakers will make, I'm sorry. The Lakers will make the play-in, right? They're Lakers, not. Portland no, is two games behind them. No, the Lakers not. are going to make the play-in. The Lakers are going to make the play-in. I, 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 I totally believe the Lakers are going to make the play-in. He play in. The play-in, Right. And then if they make it to the first round, they're going to get trounced by whoever's at the top, right? Here's, here's why it's the end of his season. And yes, he did, Davis, man, with the stupid huh? unibrow. He said, didn't Anthony Davis do a got milk ad? Yes, he did when he first got into the league. Oh, he, oh yeah, he most certainly did, and he ain't got no milk either in his damn bones. I think but, lactose intolerant. I don't care about nobody, son. <laughs> oh he soy God, milk bro. out. Boy, I don't my drink man. nothing but almond milk. <laughs> man, bones made a damn jello, bro. Yo, like, and I called yo, it. I'm like, he played too Davis good. He's about to go. Anthony Davis is gonna be a DLC character for the next NBA Street. Yeah, he is. <laughs> and then he's gonna start. Uh, it's gonna start with the red um plus sign because he's gonna be injured when he's playing. Like, it's horrible, bro. So if everything that could go wrong for the Lakers is going wrong, I gotta ask a serious question though about this. Yes, is Anthony Davis a bust? As a number one pick, heralded the way that he was heralded, is he a bust? 
No. No. I see that. I, you know what I see him as? You know, we get we give Tracy. Some people be like, "Oh, what if? What if for Tracy McGrady?" This is the same thing that's happening. That's I think you. The only difference, the only difference is that Anthony Davis won the title. Look, we can sit here and say that Greg Oden is a bust, but bust. we can legitimately say that no, I wouldn't put Greg Oden as a bust because injuries le- legitimately never let his career even get started. Right? You can say the same thing for Zion Williamson, and I swear to God, if these if he don't make a playoff. In the next three years, he's a bust. <laughs> I don't care what nobody say. Matt that goes said. to Jeff. That goes to everybody. Like, if Matt he don't make said. a playoff no, within the next three seasons, playoff, scoring title, something. He'll make something happen in the next three years. You can't count All-Star because he's he, he could dunk. People like that. So, mm-hmm. if, if I'm not counting All-Star. He better have a scoring title. He better make the playoffs. He better be most improved or something for me to not call him a bust in the next my, three seasons. My question That's is this, though, and I say, and I say bust, and here's why. Ooh. If we go back, it's it's Saturday, February nineteenth. Hold on, it's 2022. It's February of 2022. I'm gonna put us in a time machine right now, and I'm taking us right back to June 28th, 2012, the night of the NBA draft. Are you still taking Anthony Davis number one? Yes. Yeah. Over Bradley Beal, Dame Lillard. Yes. Yes. Knowing what we know, I find that I, I don't think I would. I Knowing would, the we, two name, the two names that you mentioned, have not been on losing teams. Yeah, have been on losing teams at the end of time. Yeah, the top, the top ten picks were. Davis, Michael Kidd, Gilchrist, Bradley Beal, uh, Dion Waiters, uh, Thomas Thomas Robinson, Dame Dame Lillard, Harrison Barnes, Terrence Ross, Andre Drummond, and Austin Rivers. But two of those top ten have NBA championships, right? But what I'm saying is, if knowing what I know now, what we've seen out of Anthony Davis in the last ten years, because again. If you don't put him on the Lakers with LeBron James, he does not have a title. But you take him, you take what we know about Anthony Davis right now. I'm probably taking Bradley Beal or Dame Lillard before I'm taking Anthony Davis, knowing what I know in 2022. Can I just be be clear about uh, one thing? All right. I hear what you're saying, but Bradley Beal on that New Orleans Pelicans team that Anthony Davis started out with, they're not making they're not making the playoffs at all. Let's just let's just get that clear. That is a big man territory, and Anthony Davis is a once in a, not a once in a lifetime skill, but he's a big man that has a lot of skill. He might be one of the most skilled big men that they have in the league currently, aside from you know Andre, not Andre Drummond, but um Joel Embiid. How about say you? I'm sorry, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> hyped about how we're playing on Brooklyn. I'm not going. You lie know to what's you. funny? You know what's funny, Matt? Because he has time what you're to play. Me about he's starting. Well, you. What you're telling me about Anthony Davis is the same narrative we were hearing about one of his teammates 10 years prior. Who? Dwight Howard. Oh, Dwight. Well, the same narrative you're giving me about the same narrative you're giving me about Anthony Davis being one of the most skilled big men, a once in a lifetime kind of skilled talent, things like that, Art. was the same narrative we were getting about Dwight Howard. And we could legitimately probably say that Dwight Howard, in and of himself, outside of a dunk contest and getting a title 
in, yeah. you know, getting a title. Shaq, I got this, Shaq. Shaq, I got this. I got this, Shaq. I got this. Okay. But Dwight Howard Pete, never lived up Pete, to his potential either. Pete, you talking about Dwight Lakers? Howard, the, the, the four-time, the three-time, how many-time defensive player of the year? Pete. Is that all it takes to be a number one pick now? Dre, I got this. Pete, okay. how did the Lakers how did the Lakers stifle Dwight Howard in the finals? They had they had a double or triple him. Mm-mm. They kept him out of the box. Okay. That's all he couldn't do nothing. You can't do that with Anthony Davis. Correct. Wrong or right. All right then. So that is not a comparison at all. But the same narrative you're giving me is the same narrative. I, nobody has ever fight. said that Dwight Howard was the most skilled big man they've ever seen. I he never hear that either. I at heard, the time it, it, that Dwight was at drafted, that time, Paul Gasol was killing him. Tim Duncan, killing him. Mark Gasol, killing him. Killing him. Well, so, we were told about Dwight Howard was his athleticism was off the charts. He's athleticism be the and defense. He's going to be this. He's going to be that. He's practically unguardable offensively. That's what we were hearing. When Dwight Howard was drafted. Now, again, did Dwight Howard have good seasons? Yes, he did. Did Dwight Howard dominate offensively while he was in Orlando for, for a while? Yes, he did. Was Dwight Howard's second best player, Jameer Nelson? Yes, it was. Was Dwight Howard out there doing things that we have not seen? Nelson, I say peaches, but go ahead. Were, were, were there things we weren't seeing out of a big man? You know, the athleticism was off the charts. Got that. What he did in the dunk contest, yes, but in my my humble opinion, from the narratives that we were given about Dwight Howard and the narratives we were given about Anthony Davis, neither one of them has truly lived up to the potential that we and the media said that they were going to have. That's what I'm saying. Not that they weren't good, not that they weren't great, but that they did not live up to the narratives that were created about them and for them by the media and by fans. So the thing about I give you that. Yeah, I'll give you that about Dwight. I can't give you that. Anthony Davis is not living up to what we expected. I'm not gonna hold it. He's not, not, but he was the he is the reason. Because LeBron doesn't LeBron doesn't win that championship on the Lakers without Anthony Davis. That's a fact. Anthony Davis doesn't win the championship without LeBron. But it's more towards the Anthony Davis. The LeBron doesn't win it without Anthony Davis. That's that's how I see it. And they don't make the playoffs without Anthony Davis. They don't make the no, nah, they make the playoffs without Anthony they Davis. They didn't make the playoffs the year before. And I they felt like they had better the talent. Year before when LeBron was hurt. No, but I'm saying I, I felt like they had better talent. Without LeBron? Yeah. They didn't have they had better, better I felt like they had AD better hurt, talent than that. The than that title. Title. Wasn't AD hurt for an extended amount of time as well? Yes, it was. And LeBron and LeBron was carrying that season. Yeah, and then and then AD came back near LeBron the end. LeBron got hurt too. Yeah, yeah LeBron fresh got hurt as hell. AD came back fresh as hell. Like he was they stopped. The, they stopped the all the games. Game. They stopped all right. the games. Yes, that right. was the um that was the the, the, the COVID season. Yes. Yeah. Um. So if the question is, uh, would you, ch- if you're on the Los Angeles Lakers right now? LeBron is coming to his, his, you know, getting to the twilight of his career, even though he's still playing unbelievable. Would you trade Anthony Davis if you are the Los Angeles Lakers? Matt. Depends what you – go ahead. What can you get? It depends on what you're getting in return. Um, 
Better send me Giannis if I'm trading. Anthony Davis. No, and I think Giannis. I don't think Anthony Davis. Take Giannis and Russell Westbrook. Give me Giannis. Nah, I don't I think. Told you. I think right now, if you're if you're if you're Milwaukee, you're not getting enough in return to give up Giannis for AD. Because I think Even again, Giannis, you got to give him Steph Curry or I think somebody AD, of that AD, And this is what I was getting at, right? AD has the value on Anthony Davis, in my opinion, has depreciated and depreciated fast, right? When he first got traded from New Orleans to LA, I think his value was still very, very high. I think people still looked at him as, okay, this is a guy that can win MVPs. This is still a guy that can dominate in the league. This is still a guy that could be a great two-way player. This is a guy who we can build the franchise around after LeBron leaves in two, three years. We can now build around Anthony Davis. We have our franchise cornerstone. If I'm looking at Anthony Davis now, I'm worrying about how fast I can get out from under. Anthony Davis, and I'm looking at Anthony Davis not as a franchise cornerstone and not as someone that I can build a team around, but rather as someone I have to I have to look at as a liability on that team. Because yes, when, that AD, way with when AD is healthy, when he's healthy, that's a that's a legit question. Did you yeah. think that way with Patrick going in the later years of his career? Yes, he still had injury problems before the later years, brother. But he was still, but not as much as, not as much. But again, but you also had to remember, the Nick teams that Ewing played on were strong enough to survive when Ewing went down. No, the hell they weren't. In the later years of his career, like those last two seasons, Ewing did become a liability for the team being on the court. 99? We're talking about when right. they traded after 99? Yeah, about 99, 98. Those, like, when Ewing was on the court playing monster minutes, right? He became a liability and, a, and, a, and an offensive liability. Dropped off. Right. He was a liability in the finals. I'll give you that. What I'm, what I'm saying is to me, that wasn't, listen. That wasn't fair, though. When Anthony it's Davis is healthy. It's 100% fair. 100% fair. When Anthony Davis is 100% healthy, yes, Anthony Davis is an MVP caliber talent. When oh, he is completely healthy. No, when he is, when he is 100% healthy, he's an MVP quality talent. He has the ability to be to play at an MVP level on both ends of the court. I give you that. But the problem is, you cannot put money on him being a hundred percent healthy for too long of a stretch. So the question to to you is, what's the difference between Anthony Davis and Joel Embiid? Because Joel Embiid has been hurt a lot as well. Joel Embiid. Have, when his seasons are cut short because of injury, when looking at you want me to answer that? the same way, yeah, you want me to ask you another right. difference? Consistency, mm-hmm. consistency. Joel Embiid is going to give you twenty eight and 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 twelve. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis is going to have nights where he's going to he, he'll barely grace eighteen points. Like he got dropped off by fucking Rudy Gobert. He was more dominant when he was fighting <laughs> like, in New Orleans. That's what's odd to me. Like, Anthony Davis showed more dominance offensively. And with more Joel Embiid. But when, when, against, when, when against Rudy Gobert, Rudy Gobert busts his ass. I'm like, what the wait, wait a minute. What what where was where was the guy that I just saw in Philly? Which I, I'm not gonna hold you. I find Anthony Davis's performances very Rudy Gobert is weird. <laughs> 
Oh, he's on the chopping block, bro. They about to get rid of his ass. Who, AD or Gobert? Nah, Gobert. They about to get rid of him. Nah, him and um, him and Donovan Mitchell ain't getting along at all. Him and Donovan Mitchell ass. not getting along because he get Rudy Gobert get everybody COVID. <laughs> so, like... that person, he took that personal. I would never get I would never you give him two. You would have thought that when Anthony Davis came to LA because he had LeBron to kind of shoulder some of the uh, the defensive attention that Anthony Davis would go off. Um, but he's played worse in LA than he did in New Orleans. He played uh, better in New Orleans than he has in LA. Uh, I said 50-50 split. Only because when he was in New Orleans, he was forced to play that way because he was the number one option. Drew was his second. Now you told he's the number one option on the Lakers. He is the number one Lakers now on the number one option on the Lakers now. But when you have a, a top five all-time player on your team, you can have bad nights. Like and people are gonna be like, yeah, whatever. No, you but can't. Not with that guy's in his nineteen season and and, and he's still putting up fucking thirty a game, even <laughs> injuries at all. But that's but not, you're right. That's not no, but five, that's not ugh. Yeah, it's not an excuse to do it. Yeah, I'm saying the 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 margin for error is a little bit less. Well, no, it's not less now because you got Russell Westbrook and not playing the best, and the team is just not playing the best in general. Like again, that whole team got to get. They got to break that whole. Yeah, team, that team. That's yeah, just, that team got to be washed out. I know Russell's probably going to come back next year because his contract is nasty, but. They got to, like, blow up the team. I would keep Carmelo Anthony for one more year or two. I would keep him. I would see what I can do about Monk. Um, Dunn is, seems like a wash right now because he, he still ain't been on the floor. So, um, Trevor Ariza, too. Trevor Ariza got to like go. I like Trevor Ariza. He got to go, too. Um, who else? Bradley got to go. Every Bradley got to go. You keep the Austin kid. Um, Dwight Howard got to go. Dwight Howard. Taylor Horton gotta Tucker's go. got to stay. Yes, he got to go. He got to go. go. It's to the point nobody don't even want him no more. Remember, like yes. he was like the biggest trade piece that everybody wanted. Yeah, he, nobody they wants him. They, <laughs> they would have finessed the hell out of some team for for TNC, yeah. right? Like it's just crazy. But moving on from the Lakers, right? Let's talk about something that's. You know what? The Olympic Committee hasn't been keeping the same energy. I tried to make a transition out of it, but I really can't. Um, the trend, But the Olympic Committee just hasn't been keeping the same energy. We talked about Shikari Richardson, um, a couple, 30 episodes, 10, 20, whatever. Whenever we spoke about the Summer Olympics and we spoke about Shikari not being able to compete, we were all in agreement saying, yeah, it's a little messed up, but the rules are the rules, right? It's just a little weed. This is a little weed, but we all were in in unison to saying, hey, if these are the rules, you have to follow them, right? Well, Camilla Valiva, whatever her name is, of Russia, she was caught doping, and she was allowed to continue to compete. They found drugs in her system during the Olympics, and she was allowed to continue to compete. And these weren't just ordinary drugs. This wasn't weed or anything like that. One was the performance enhancers. The other two were heart medicines. But this girl, one, this girl is 15. Two. Huh? No, she's 
15. Wow. Like one, three years away from the Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> one, she's, one, she is 15 years old. Two, performance enhancing drugs. <laughs> like, Shikari took weed and could not compete. But then now the Olympic, the Olympic Committee is saying basically like, oh, well, if she would have placed, we wouldn't have had a ceremony. Y'all are full of shit. Well, y'all just, y'all just got lucky that she didn't place. There were some. I feel uh, like that was a setup. No, there, there were a lot of differences, which unfortunately I think, and again, first of all, let me just state right off mm-hmm. the top for the record, Shikari Richardson should have been allowed to compete. She should not have been suspended. It is what it is, right? But there were three major factors that uh, changed the game between Shikari Richardson and um, and Valivia. Mm-hmm. What first off was who suspended who? Mm-hmm. The International Olympic Committee did not suspend Shikari Richardson. Mm-hmm. The U.S. Anti-Doping Agency did. Okay. So USADA. USADA is the organization that actually suspended Richardson. It was not the IOC. Um, and so that was that's the first thing that was the major difference, right? Mm-hmm. The second thing that was the major difference is the age, right? Because Bolivia is 15 years old, the and I and I and I was actually reading this uh, a little earlier today as well. She she has status as a minor or a protected person under the World Anti-Doping Code. And the standard of proof for a protected person is lower than the standard of proof for an adult making the same claim about testing positive about a contaminated product. Now, mm-hmm. the test that got her um, uh, was, well, that she popped for was for a heart medication. Now, the test was taken on December 29th. Okay, sorry, the test got to the lab in Stockholm on December 29th, but the results did not come out until right before the Olympics. And prior and um, after those days, she had tested clean um, on, on January 13th at the European Championships and February 7th in Beijing, right? On February 8th is when the positive test from all the way back in December was actually revealed. Um, and so the Olympic Commission, Committee has actually said that they have actually blamed the anti-doping officials for a, quote, failure to function effectively. Um, and had the test results come out when they were supposed to come out, she probably would have been suspended and not been able to compete in the Olympics to begin with. Um, but there were a lot of, a lot of small, minute differences. Again, should Shikari Richardson have been suspended? No. Should she be allowed to run in the Summer Olympics last year? Yes. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it, it, it's sad because this is something that has now turned into a question of, you know black versus you know how the black athlete was uh treated versus how the the, the non-black athlete was treated yeah it, it's it's no good matt what is your thoughts on the situation i just think 
I don't know. We we, we kind of already spoke about this and with that episode with Shikari. It was just more or less like the Olympus need to like update their stance on a lot of things. It's like nobody looks at weed as in something that can harm you or like yeah, it, it depends on like the usage in the, to a degree. But I just feel like if we're gonna get one for 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 you know like failing a drug test, the same energy should be kept all around. I don't care who suspended who. It, it is what it is. Like it's just it comes off, it comes off looking racial, you know. It just really it feels like you're trying to hold certain areas back with these stupid rules that you had. Because then they say there was something with um you have to wear like a regular cap or something like for yeah, swimmers. There was a, there was a like, swim cap it's always for something. The black woman in the Olympics. It's always something. It's always something that's hindering. Like if this is a performance enhancement drug. I don't think THC is a performance enhancement drug. We're going to do the comparison. So, I mean, it's just, like I said, we got to do, when I mean we, I mean everybody that 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 puts this thing together or watch this, we need to do better with these rules and, 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 and you know, these violations. Like, the violation has to fit the crime. And if you're going to suspend somebody, and, and and hinder them from something that's literally like a once in a lifetime opportunity. Not everybody can make the Olympics. It has to fit the crime. I'm sorry, and I don't think weed fits it. Yeah, I don't think, I don't, but I do think something that speeds up your heart and 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 you know helps your stamina and stuff like that does. Weed kind of messes you up, <laughs> so like makes me tired. I, yeah, makes people sleepy. Makes people sleepy. Um, right. So I'll second to last topic. Super Bowl happened last week. Matthew Stafford. Yes, let's talk about him. Saved <laughs> Pete's life, boy. Saved his ass. Right? Tay, was about, Tay was about to get it. Yo, Tay was in the in the chat room like, yo, Pete, come outside. Oh, Pete, Pete, come Stop disrespecting the man. The Top season. 10 quarterback in the league. You got to relax. Oh, is, he is he not? Is he not? I heard it too quick. I'm sorry. You got it. He said <laughs> Top said 10 the top. in the league, yes. And I thought you said a ball time. I was about to say you got to relax. Top 10 <laughs> in the league. Even counting Brady and, 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 and Roethlisberger, you would still put Matthew Stafford in the top 10. I wouldn't even put more in the league. Top 10. I, mean, I don't think Ben Roethlisberger is in the, in the top 10. I don't think Ben Roethlisberger hasn't been top 10 for the last couple of years, bro. <laughs> like at least eight. At least eight. N- not eight. Not eight. Yeah. But like the last two two or three. Now, Sam Sam Acho is smoking something real good mm-hmm. to say that Stafford's third best quarterback in the league. Okay. Even I'm not going to say that. But I yeah, will. I will sit good. here and I will die on the hill. Matthew Stafford is one of the is, is, a, is an unheralded great quarterback. He's been great for a long time. Mm-hmm. He never got any of his due while he was in in Detroit. And if you look at his career stats, he stacks up among some of the best quarterbacks in the league over the last ten to fifteen years. And he stacks up in the top ten consistently, season to season. I just want to know what he did to do a bid in Detroit. I mean, he got drafted. Yeah, exactly. 
They had to do something in college. They had to do something in college to deserve that that punishment. No, no, Detroit did that to him. Detroit played bad and picked him up. So it's not fair. It isn't fair. fair. So what? What did Pete? Your thoughts on the Super Bowl as a whole, and how does this win for the Rams and this loss for the um, for the, the Bengals affect what's coming up next season? I think it makes the Bengals hungrier. Um, Burrow was legitimately minutes away from winning a Super Bowl in only his second season in the league. Um, that entire Bengals team played out of their minds because we we had sat here the Don't day say before. That. No, they not didn't. that offensive line. Not that offensive no. line, brother. <laughs> no, they did not. <laughs> no. no, no. If you if you look at and if you look at the real time stats, if you go inside the numbers, Matt, let's go to some ESPN inside the numbers statistics, seven right? Sacks. Seven sacks. That's what but I'm again, but seven <laughs> sacks. Seven sacks on, compared to seven sacks compared to what we thought they were gonna give up. Burrow wasn't under as much pressure as we thought he was going to be when he wasn't getting sacked. He was able to get out of the pocket. He was able to throw some great passes. He scored as much as he did, which I didn't even think they would score as much as they did as a team, considering how much pressure the defensive line of the Rams was going to put on them, in my opinion. Now, the Bengals played really, really well. They had to shore up that offensive line, not only for just to keep Burrow safe, but just to keep him in Cincinnati for the foreseeable future. And I think, they really need to get a couple of more defensive weapons. Offensively, they're really, really good. They have a, a number of weapons on the offensive side of the ball. As for the Rams, though, the big question is going to be whether or not they keep that team together. We've heard probably. rumors of Sean of Sean McVay probably stepping away. He's already said he doesn't want to be a coaching lifer, uh, that he might retire early in his life. We know that Aaron Donald has hit 30 years old. He basically has a Hall of Fame resume right now. And could step away if Aaron Donald comes back. Then I think this team is in a good position next year. They're going to need a secondary wide receiver to put alongside Cooper Cup because that's been their weakness. When they lost Robert Woods early in the season, uh, about midseason, you started to see the Rams start to slip because everybody knew the ball was going to Cooper Cup. When they got Odell Beckham Jr., they had another secondary target that could take the defensive pressure off of Cup, and that's when they started flying again. When Beckham went down in the Super Bowl, you saw how much it hindered the Rams' offense because the Bengals were able to key in on Cooper Cup as the primary receiver. So the Rams do need a, a number two receiver in L.A., uh, and they start need to start building towards their future. But if that team blows up, if Donald retires, if McVay goes away, um, I still think they have a solid enough team to be competitive, but they definitely won't repeat. Um, at the end of the day, this was this is what the Rams were built for. This is what they were supposed to do this year. They did it. Uh, I'm really happy for both Aaron Donald and Matthew Stafford. And the last thing I'll say is Aaron Donald should have been the MVP. Aaron Donald should have been the MVP over Cooper Cup. Matt? Uh, all right. So let's break one thing down that I, one of the things that Pete said, I don't agree with the, you know, the offense was, you know, that great. I feel like there was a lot of miscues on the part of, um, on, on the part of Ramsey. I, I don't think they would have got on the board if he didn't over, he didn't overhype himself with a lot of these, with a lot of these passes. So that that's one. I feel like he was under pressure, but 
I felt like the Rams, a lot of their energy died down when Odell Beckham went down, and they keyed in on that, and and then they started to thrive from that. I felt like the Rams as a whole, mentally wise, they were like, they were they were sitting there thinking like, you know, damn, he went down, we got to figure this out, and then it, it became a thing to where again, like you said, we all knew where the ball was going to go, it was going to go to Cup, but granted, Cooper Cup won them the game towards the end with the last drive or whatever the case may be. But the defense is the sole reason why they won that, that, that game because they shut them out in the fourth quarter as a whole, they didn't even get in field goal range in the fourth quarter. And that's ultimately what hindered the Bengals. They couldn't do anything with that defense. Once they figured it out and they, they, they collected their bearings. It was game time. I agree with, with what Pete said. I believe Aaron Donald should have won MVP. Um, he he had two big stops towards the end, where he um, with the with the running back, he caught the running back while he's still fighting with the lineman. He, he took another arm and pretty much held a two hundred and forty five pound man from going a, a, a yard. That is big. And then at the last the last down, he sacked. He sacked Joe Burrow. I mean, you you that that was a big that was just big all around big. I don't think Aaron Donald is, is retiring. I think it's a scheme to get more money, and that's and and in the NFL when you had the season like Aaron Donald had, and then you had the showing the way that you showed in the Super Bowl, you want to get paid. You want to get paid the big the big contract. You want to be the most paid lineman that they have. That's just how that goes, bro. It, it, I don't feel like he's going nowhere. Sean McVay already said, let's run it back. He said he, he called it out to Aaron Donald, let's run it back. So I don't think they're going anywhere. I do agree with Pete. They do need another receiver because even if they was to re-sign you know, OBJ for a year, you're not going to see him until probably sometime towards the playoffs. And then by that time, you don't even know what you're getting with him. Uh, Woods should be back around that time, if not, you know, the start of the season. So, I mean, he's not bad. He's he's a solid number two receiver, but I feel like he's more of a slot receiver than anything. He's not like an action receiver like OBJ and like Cooper Cup could be. So, I mean, you got they got a lot of questions going into the offseason, but all all in all in all, when it comes to that Super Bowl, it was it, it was a really good game. It was a very active game. Two teams that weren't like the powerhouse teams. You know, it wasn't it wasn't the Brady's, the the, the Rogers, the, the Roethlisberger's, the you know the people like that. It was it was new. It was fresh. It felt different. I was actually energized to actually watch this Super Bowl. Yeah. I haven't been I haven't been this excited to watch a Super Bowl in a long time. I, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, for me to answer that question, I'm gonna have to disagree with both of you guys about the the Super Bowl MVP and it went to the right person. Here's why. If we look at quarter one to quarter three and a half, right? The defense on the Rams. Yes, granted, I give you um, a couple of times Ramsey's Ramsey just you know he got burnt. We give him that, but especially the Higgins, play. Higgins play. He got he got face masks. I saw it. 
We we saw the replay. He got face mask. I can't. Mm. I can't. Mm. It, it clearly says it in. You see it in the replay. Mask. That was a face mask like from hell, bro. And that'll play the whole game, bro. Except until, for the last part. Into the last. Into <laughs> the last couple of plays. I'm just like, for all that, you could let them play the whole game, bro. But for the first three and a half quarters. The Rams' defense didn't play like that defense was supposed to play. Yes, granted, they figured it out in the fourth quarter, but as a team with one of the greatest defensive players of all time on your team, two of the great, two of maybe the greatest defensive players of all time, if you include Von Miller, with probably one of the best um, defensive backs in your in in your backfield. And Jalen Ramsey, you should not have been down most of that game. That's one. Two, even with the seven sacks, the Bengals still scored 20 points. The, the Bengals still scored 20 points. A lot of Ramsey people did not think they were going to get. A lot of people didn't think they were going to get 20 points. A lot of people didn't th- barely thought they were going to score. Right. The one thing I can give them give the Bengals is that they didn't let Jamar Chase go off. Jamar Chase party. If if it was a Jamar Chase party, the game would have been the game would have been over. It would have been busted so over. Close attention. They, it, the game would have been busted wide open, like 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 a woman. But you can say that. But what if Bengals? Like, no, I felt like that killed a lot of their momentum because he started off wait, the game hot. Who the Odell thing? Yeah, he's. I'm gonna get to that. 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 So, when the Rams, in terms of the Rams on offense with the Odell thing, yes, granted, Odell got hurt and it took a lot of energy out of them. But at the same time, you also got to look at the, that that key third quarter. Matthew Stafford got got nicked in that third quarter and his foot almost broke. If, yeah. if you watch the replay, Matthew Stafford became a little bit more immobile than he than he usually is. So that's one. The defense had to step up. They didn't have no choice. Two, Joe Burrow got hurt in that same quarter, if you, if you don't remember. Yeah. Joe Burrow got rocked, and his knee was almost taken out of socket. So after that, you're kind of looking at it like, oh, so now the defense sees blood, right? The defense. I think the defense ran out of gas on, on the Bengals, if you're going to be for real. The, the offense, the, the offensive line definitely ran out of gas after like yeah, but I we would knew, say yeah, midpoint we, in the third quarter. But we knew that was gonna happen. We knew that was gonna happen. We knew like a bunch of sacks were gonna happen. What we did not expect was the Rams to kind of key in on Chase and to have that game be as close as it was. Yeah. Like we did not expect that. Now, I have to give it to Cooper Cup because. Matthew Stafford was under a lot of pressure most of that game. The defenses looked reversed, as in where the, the Bengals' defensive line was coming after uh, Stafford. And whenever Stafford was just throwing up, if Cup was in the area, Cup was taking it. Like, you can win that game. You can win that game easily if you have Odell to throw it to. You basically only had Cup. Because if mm-hmm. you look at some of those interceptions, when he threw them interceptions, where were the ball going to? Wasn't the Cooper Cup? P, he was, was going to get thrashed for that. I know. Double coverage. Only one of those interceptions that he threw was his fault. 
The other, the the other, the other one was that number eighteen dude who who keep fumbling the ball too. Yeah, but, you know, only one of the and we talked about this before because I'm mm-hmm. run the tape back. Matt has talked about oh Cam Newton, you can't blame all those interceptions on him and blah 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 blah. He's busy. This guy don't know how to catch the ball and that whatever this that whatever tipped up and all yes. that stuff. And, and, and the same thing about Jameis Winston and all that, and you know, with Tampa Bay when nah, he was nah, there. I blame Jameis Winston. Nah, Jameis Winston threw the all thirty. I, I, I blame. I blame. <laughs> he threw but, those are all. Those are all his. <laughs> but but was, it was the same thing with Stafford. Does listen? Does is Stafford's mo throwing the ball into tight coverage when he shouldn't? Yes. There are many, many times Stafford will throw into double and triple coverage when he has an open man underneath in the flat. It has happened. That has been his MO his entire career, even when he was in Detroit. Detroit. There were times yeah, he, Megatron. Threw, he threw interceptions in Detroit had, trying to force the ball to Megatron. Yeah, and even after he, when he didn't have Megatron, he would thrown it kind of to, to um, damn Galloway. Right, and – <laughs> and listen, that that's been that's been the mo on Stafford his entire career. He is that old school NFL quarterback gunslinger where he's just gonna go out and throw the ball fifty times, and you know he's gonna have some mistakes, but he's gonna have more. Hopefully, it's one of those games where he has more good good throws than bad throws, and it's all right. Um, you know, that one of those interceptions like was five times his- in, a, in a playoff game, bro. Yeah, that Super Bowl. <laughs> You know, and, and so my, my thing is, while I, and I'm not going to hold you on, on your opinion on that, uh, Dre, mm-hmm. and I think you, you really put a nice uh, a, a nice spin on the analysis there with Cooper Cup having the MVP. And I don't necessarily have an issue with Cup getting the MVP, right? None of but us do. None of, had, nobody, nobody does. Had the defense not held, right? And, and you got to remember, Aaron Donald has the hardest job in football. It's not like yeah. he's. It's not like he's a, a linebacker. He is a, a lineman. He has his his hand in the ground, right? This is a man that when you look at his career resume and what he's done is on par with a man like the legend Reggie White, which is on par. Oh, Taylor. At, well, and, and, and Taylor, but Taylor did it from a linebacker position. Again, Taylor had the easier yeah. job. You remember, and Donald is an inside lineman. Right. He's not playing the outside. Right, he's he going is going through the center and 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 uh, the outside guard to get to the quarterback you. half the time. I told you, I felt like the play of the game was third, third and inches, and he t- and he's, everybody he's knows, him, but that one arm. And you're telling me, you, you know this, you know where Aaron Donald is. You know that that offensive yes. line knows <laughs> yeah. where Aaron Donald is lined up and exactly where he is on every single play. So you know they're bringing double coverage at least. So, okay, yeah, if you got seven sacks, maybe you're expecting four of them to come from other players on the line. Nah, there are games where you'll have seven sacks. I I know he didn't have all of them, but what I'm saying is – He had two, and I think Von Miller had two. and and It was pretty much everybody was, like, taking turns getting Joe Burrow. I'm not going to hold you. Yeah. My only issue issue with the – Giving it to Donald because Donald could have got it. My only issue is the fact that the defense did not show up until the fourth quarter. Joe Burrow nah, is third. the third. end of the third. The end of the third. It wasn't the you whole quarter, but it, it, but like I said, Joe Burrow at that time he got popped, so he's hurt, so his mobility is shot. 
You've got the double team in Jamar Chase, so Jamar Chase can't get the ball. Ramsey is on um, Higgins, Higgins, so now you only have one target, which you're sending across the middle. You can't get it to him because the damn linebackers are waiting for you to throw it there. You can't run because you're hurt. I'm just saying that we could have gave it to Aaron Donald, but I think we could have gave it to Stafford. Four tackles, three of them solo tackles, and two. I'm not giving Matthew Stafford shit. Sorry. No, I'm saying like as far as like a third. I was actually surprised Stafford didn't get it because usually they give it to the quarterback. Yes, they usually do. They usually Um, do. You know, but and listen, you talked about Jamar Chase. You talked about Jamar Chase. Higgins. Higgins is on that team. Higgins had four receptions for 100 yards, two touchdowns. Jamar Chase had five catch, a very quiet five catches for 89 yards. You got Tyler Boyd. You got Tyler Boyd on that team who also had five catches for 48 yards. And you have CJ Uzuma who's coming off that injury in the championship game who's also a really good receiving threat for them off the tight end position. You know, Cincinnati's got a lot of offensive weapons, and I didn't even mention Joe Mixon. Yes. I forgot about Joe Mixon. Jesus Christ. I, I was wondering why they didn't go to him a lot. I think they were. Because Aaron Donald was there. Yeah. <laughs> looking right at Aaron. Come on. Come on. You, you think that's going to fly? Like, hell. Now, if there is one area the Rams need to improve, I'm sorry. Cam Akers is not it. Cam Akers is not it. The kicker, Cam Akers? No, Cam Akers, the running no, not back. The kicker. I'm sorry. The running back. I'm thinking about somebody else. Yes. The running they, they, they needed carries, the running back. 13 carries for 21 yards. Um I, I don't think Cam Akers is it. And honestly, I think you know this they can actually get a lot of a lot of pressure off of Matthew Stafford and off of their receivers if they can get a quality running back who can actually be really good at moving the line. Um he's playing hurt. And if you want to get rid of anybody, if anybody got to be gotten rid of of any of the teams from the Super Bowl, Eli Apple need to retire. (laughs) (laughs) Eli Apple need to retire, and he needs to take his mama with him. Can't blame him, man. He had to hold. He had to guard Cooper Cup, man. It wasn't okay. That's not easy. And he got to take his no. And he got to take his mama with him. Okay. Man's got burned burned on Black History Month. (laughs) You got to understand, man. That's not easy. It's not easy at all. I gotta Cut give to Jalen. I gotta give to Jalen Ramsey because Jalen Ramsey was was responsible for them, them three that three headed monster on on the on the, on the Bengal side. But Eli Apple only had to guard one person. <laughs> Shoot, Yo, I, I don't even blame solely Eli Apple. Where is my safety? Why yeah. you not coming to help me? <laughs> Speaking about I, safety, big ups to Eric Weddle. Getting yes. that championship and then retiring again, and then re yep. to- and apparently he tore his peck in the first quarter of the game and kept playing. Hey man, it's the Super Bowl, you only get it once. Super bro. Bowl, you got play, bro. And he yo, he yep. unretired to come back for the Rams playoff run. They made it to the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl. Uh, big ups to Eric Weddle, who was unable to capture that Super Bowl while he was in Baltimore. You know, he looking at Lamar Jackson like, uh, what. Why well, I had to do this, bro? It's not all Lamar Jackson's fault. Get that man some receivers, bro. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Get some help. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah Mark Andrews, he's good. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's the only person he can throw it to. No, they, <laughs> they might get him. They might, 
They might get AB, about that. Bro. They might get AB. I don't care. I don't care about the whole AB thing. Get Lamar Jackson some receivers, then tell me the man can't throw. Stop, so not giving him the generic receiver at seven uh, and tell him uh, here you go. <laughs> now, assuming, assuming, let's just say, assuming. I think he's got all the running backs in the world, but can't get to the receivers, bro. Like he's part, um, he's part running back. Assuming that Matt's favorite player in the world, Aaron Rodgers, does not go you need to say to our MVP and to the Denver Broncos. Assuming he stays in Green Bay. That would be stupid for him to go over there. I'm not gonna lie to you. Where do do I and in my opinion, wow, bro. <laughs> is Cincinnati <laughs> is Cincinnati the number two or number three team in the AFC? They're, right now they're the number right now they're the number one team. They're number season. one. <laughs> now they're so number going one into team. next season, you're gonna you take the Bengals over the Bills, no. Kansas City. No, 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 no. No, I, no, <laughs> no, 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 I am. And here's why. No, I'm not. I'm gonna tell you why. If the Kansas City Chiefs, the moment. It, no, it's not even a prison of the moment thing. If the Kansas City Chiefs do not do anything to upgrade their team, the Kansas City Chiefs will never make the Super Bowl again. And they will have Patrick Mahomes. For ten years there for no ass reason. They have to upgrade the team. I forgot they signed his ass for ten years. He has a KG contract. They have right to upgrade now, the team. Forgot about that. Right now, I'm looking at the AFC, and I'm thinking next year you got the you know Bills. What you, I, Matt, you're actually right. I'm going to put the Bills ahead of, ahead of the Bengals because the Bills could have easily could not easily, but they could have won that game too against the Chiefs. So I think you got you got the Bills. You got the Bengals, you have Kansas City, you got the Chargers, uh, and honestly, and honestly, I'm I'm very interested. To me, that's my top four, and I think my number five team is a, is a three way tie between second year Mac Jones and the New England Patriots, the Baltimore Ravens if they can get any help for Lamar Jackson, and and probably honestly. Um, I'd have to say probably the, the the Raiders. Not the Titans. That's what I'm saying. What about the Titans? I mean, don't you know, if, I, don't I feel know. like if, if he's going over there, he needs to go to Tennessee. That that's my that's my honest. Oh, that would, bro. I would, bro. I would, I'm if like, Aaron Rodgers goes to Tennessee, listen, throw something, if Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver, they go to Tennessee. Jesus Christ, bro. Yeah, like, if Aaron Rodgers, that's like goes the best opening for him right now. Yes. Uh, if Aaron Rodgers goes to any one of those teams, I think they're immediately in the top five, whether it's Denver or it's Tennessee. They're immediately in the top five. But it's very, you know, you look at that. I'm very interested to see what Mac Jones and the Patriots do in year two because I think Mac Jones is going to be very good. Um, yeah, I called that. Who called you that? Know, Matt called it. Matt called it. Matt called you know, it. Buffalo. <laughs> Man, Buffalo. He, got his ass, he got his ass whipped like he stole something in that game. That playoff. Buffalo, that Cincinnati. Buffalo, Cincinnati, and, and Kansas City are still, I think, the top three teams in the AFC. Um, and, and Kansas City is literally just there because they have who they have Patrick on that Holmes, team in terms of Kelsey yeah. Hill. Yeah. But they got to do something uh, about that defense. Yeah, they definitely do. Something do. Over they the line, do something about that I'm not. Yeah, yeah, and no, because I felt like the offensive line did their job. That was solely Patrick Mahomes not, not showing up. Are we if we're talking about the Super Bowl, we gotta give some we gotta give some blame to the offensive line. If we're talking about this year, Patrick Mahomes didn't play the best this year. I'm not I, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's, that's only Patrick Mahomes. 
Yes, but you still need some updates to that offensive line because that same. Oh, I agree with you on that. But yes, I'll, I'll give Patrick Mahomes like we're doing it percentage wise. Like, I give Patrick Mahomes like seventy percent for the season. I hate to say every, this everywhere else. And then twenty five is like twenty five is possibly the defense. And then, yeah, no, 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 twenty. I, yeah, thirty. No, thirty is everything else. Give him thirty. Everything I think else. the AFC. I think the AFC is going to be the division, the conference to beat next year because i don't see a lot in the nfc um honestly i don't i don't really see a lot i don't see yeah, anything coming out of the nfc east. i mean the cowboys are probably the best team in the nfc east and that's not saying much um, probably probably yeah. shoot probably and the, and the, Cow- the cowboys always probably against against washington so the cowboys you have to watch it watch out right, and we also don't know the, how they the, draft the, the commanders we don't know what washington the- do we don't know what the giants are gonna do i think the Packers, Jerry's if Aaron Rodgers, if Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay, Green Bay is the, the, is the best team teams. in the NFC North. If not, it's Minnesota. The NFC you gotta, South. You also got to take a look at um, um, Russell Wilson because wherever where if Russell going. Wilson stays in the NFC East, I mean in the yeah. NFC, he can. There's he can like he going to New Orleans. possibly. Yeah, that's still the NFC. If he can, I know, if I'm, he just, goes, I'm talking about. If, the, yeah, if he goes, he can go to the Cowboys because it's not—it's not far fetched. It's not far fetched. The Giants. He can—he—he he probably could go to the Giants, but that would be a worse decision. Um, I would go to the Cowboys <laughs> and probably go, go to the Giants, and I'm saying Why? it's a worse decision because we don't have anything around him. Um, Why would he go to the? I would so go. I can go. Jerry would give he up. Go to. I go to Arizona. You give up the I, well. Yeah. Oh, not over Kyler Murray. Not over Kyler Murray. Yeah. He might be they're, gone. Kyler Murray might be gone, bro. He might um, be gone. He could go to he go to um there, but there's so many places. Shoot, he can even go to damn Green Bay. Like you never know. I don't think he wants to. Now, I don't think he wants to now, that weather, you know what the rumor is. The rumor that's going to mm-hmm. dominate all of next year is the big rumor about about TB12. The big rumor <laughs> that he might retire and join San Francisco. His hometown, his childhood team. I bet you Jimmy G goes to the Jets. I bet you too. I <laughs> bet you too. I, I bet you. I bet you he definitely goes to the damn Jets. I'm not. I'm not even taking a shot at that. I'm just at the Jets. I'm saying in general, like they'll be. But no, but them. your quarterback. No, nah. I'm gonna give they'll you credit when you. Credit. I'm giving credit when you credit to do. Um, Zach Wilson, really good. He needs pieces around him. Yep. The Jets can make that division interesting because if you look at a division, who's in there? It's the Jets, the Patriots, Dolphins, Miami, Steelers, and Miami, and Buffalo. The Steelers are going to yeah, be the Steelers. Steelers are in the north. Steelers yeah, in the yeah, north. Yeah, Steelers are in the north. So it's Miami, Buffalo, the Patriots, and the Jets. And the Jets right? Um, you know what you're going to get out of um, Buffalo? Already, Miami uh, said they might be moving on from tour. Miami, yes, my, if Miami's moving on from tour, that's a spot that can almost have you eight and eight for the year. The Patriots looking at Matt Jones, looking real, real good at Matt Jones. All the Jets really need to do is probably beat the Patriots one time in the season, and if they if they get a, a couple more pieces, they can be in that that playoff hunt. But Again, they need the pieces. Zach Wilson is looking good. Yeah. So, 
that that that's being like like <laughs> completely unbiased. I'm just saying. I watch a couple of Jets games. Zach Wilson is good. He just he needs some some pieces and some some of his decision making. So I as far as Aaron, as far as Green Bay still being good if Aaron Rodgers stays, you don't know that because you don't know what's going to happen with with Dante Adams. Oh, we forgot. Oh, Devontae Adams created too. We forgot yeah. about the damn um the damn Colts. Fuck that. They let it. <laughs> they let, and they gave it to Carson once already. They're about they have not dedicated themselves to Carson Wentz yet. <laughs> so well, well, shocker there. Hmm. Ain't that Pete guy? Pete was a Carson Wentz fan. Nope. No. <laughs> no. Somebody don't put don't put Carson Wentz on nobody. That's not fair <laughs> to that person. But um, very last thing, the very last thing we're going to talk about. We need to talk about this Brooklyn Nets team, right? Um, this is the last thing we're going to talk about, not the breaking news from today. Oh, Go ahead and yeah. announce it, Pete. Pete announce Please it. announce the breaking news. Actually, the breaking news would be the last thing we talk about today because I'm that other conversation we had in the chat about, about Kyrie, I want all of us to be here for that one. We just want to yell I, at me. No, 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 no. Remember, I've I've been on your side recently. So if you if you want me to let it happen, I'll let it happen. But but I I I want that conversation safe for all four of us. Pete, the breaking news that happened today was so Brian Flores, the former Miami Dolphins head coach who was fired and then proceeded to file a lawsuit against the NFL, the Giants, the Dolphins, and the Broncos that alleged discrimination. In the interview process, got a job today in the NFL, and not just any job. He is now the defensive assistant coach slash linebacker coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, Mike Tomlin said, quote, I'm excited about Brian Flores joining our coaching staff, given his history of developing and teaching defensive players during his time in the NFL. Brian's resume speaks for itself, and I look forward to him adding his expertise to help our team. Can we just clap it up for Art Rooney? That man good. Shout out to Art Rooney, man. That man good. He for the culture. He knows what's right. He knows what's right. Shout out to him. As of right now, the lawsuit is still in the process of, of, of happening. Um, the NFL has hired a law firm uh, that includes former U.S. Attorney General Loretta Lynch to defend them against Brian Flores' claim. But I got to be honest with you, I never thought this man would get a job in the NFL ever again. But you know, you know why? The, the Patriots are – you know what the Patriots are? I'm going to play a song. I'm going to tell you what the Patriots are. Fuck them <laughs> I'm sorry, the Steelers. The Steelers. Shout out to the Steelers. Damn. Wow. Ouch. The Steelers, that, that's what the Steelers are. But they're also down for down for the rapists, too. <laughs> like like Tavia said, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta stop. Um, I am interested to see where this goes because of the um, because of the uh, the, the lawsuit. Um, a man has a job, but really, I really think the coach has more of a reason to to take him than um than the than the, the entire 
the rest the rest of the league. I think if Mike Tomlin steps down, look at it. You're setting somebody up <laughs> to, to take that spot. And who's to say Pittsburgh is not going to look into it? It's Mike Tomlin is like a god out there, too. Art Rowley got to get the NAACP award. Got to. Oh, God. What that <laughs> I, I, the, Rooney, the, shit, the Rooney rule didn't work. <laughs> like, the Rooney rule don't right. work. He's, he's, he's still trying. I want to know what happens with this lawsuit. Because I, still I also think, listen, I'm not saying that the Steelers ain't ain't for the culture. I'm not saying that Tomlin himself ain't for the culture as a black man, right? Because we know some black people who ain't for the culture, right? But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, and it, it just go with me on this for a second. Mm-hmm. What if this is a ploy by the NFL to essentially come out and say, how can you say that we won't hire black coaches? We just hired you and you have a lawsuit against us. The optics, the optics of this hiring are very weird to me because how is it that Colin Kaepernick can't get a backups position and there's some terrible backups in the NFL? I'm looking at you, Jordan Love. Okay. There's some terrible backups in the NFL. There are some terrible starters in the NFL. I'm looking at you, Jimmy G. Okay. Okay. And Colin Kaepernick. Did Jimmy G take his damn job, unfortunately? Tannehill. Tannehill. And Colin Kaepernick can't even get a backup job in the NFL. (laughs) All of a sudden, the one head coach who didn't have a winning record where he was, everybody knew he was good, but the head coach who gets fired and then subsequently files a lawsuit against the NFL – Oh, he was fired. Yep, yep. He's fired. Then files a lawsuit against the entire NFL and three separate teams in the NFL. Just mysteriously gets a job. And not a year later, not two years later, a couple of months, if not weeks, after he was initially fired. About three or four weeks. I don't know about you, but something don't smell right to me. That shit is shaky at best, but we'll, we'll definitely we'll definitely gonna leave that there, um, and, and bring talk about that next week because that is such an interesting topic. Because and NAACP award Art Rooney. Oh God, what <laughs> no. Anyway, he's not for the, he's anything, for the culture. Anything NFL related is not from the for the culture, bro. Like, I don't put I don't lump Art Rooney in there with that. I don't love him in there with that. He's doing That's all he cool. can. Can't oh. change all these other people' opinions. Just gonna keep. We just gonna keep. Gonna keep pushing you, needle. Ain't that right, Art Rooney? Goodbye, Rooney Rule. <laughs> Rooney Rule. Again, uh, shout out to the network uh, and everybody because Matt don't know how to damn act. Uh, <laughs> we're on the road to 100 episodes and. People have been asking, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I don't even know what we're going to do. But we're going to discuss it amongst each other. Um, maybe that's where we find out where the, where the winner of the pick five is. Maybe we might have a slap boxing contest between Matt and David. We don't know. We're not doing, like, we're not doing like, it at all. We just, we just don't know. 
I, I, I think that should happen. I, I, I don't. I, I don't agree I with think, that at all. I think it should be slap boxing between Matt and Tavia. The queen oh. is back. Yes, the no. queen is back. We should get inside the studio. But I, I think we should. I think we should do a studio for 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 the one time for the one time. I, I agree. I think we should. I think we should do that. You know, we're going to refute your your Colin Kaepernick argument, though. <laughs> Larry, was, yeah, we, we, yeah. We, you know what? I know exactly what we're gonna do for for the one hundred episode for sure. The one hundred episode is not gonna be nothing about sports unless unless something dramatic happens. We're about to see. But um, for the Queen Queen Tay, for Pete, oh, this is a fucking name, bro. Um, I'm not calling that. I'm not calling that either. For BK Matt, it is your boy, Big Baby, signing off. Peace. Dave Harden's a bum. <laughs>